Welcome to Slim and Satisfied, a podcast about weight loss for women dealing with hormonal imbalances. I'm Daphna Chazen, registered dietitian and weight loss coach, and I invite you to join me weekly for conversations, practical strategies, and resources that will lead you on the right path to feeling satisfied with your body and your life. And now, let's get to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Slim and Satisfied podcast. I'm your host, Daphna Chazen. I'm so very glad that you're here with me today because I'm sharing a Facebook Live recording that I did recently all about the five simple diet tweaks you can make in order to heal PCOS. So if you've been just diagnosed with PCOS, or maybe you've had it for a little while, but you're now just getting started with healing your body, getting healthier, eating the right things, this episode is a great place to start because I'll be sharing with you the five things that are working right now, they're highly sustainable, and they're going to be effective, and that's super important. There's a whole lot of stuff out there that's hard to stick with, not particularly helpful, and not particularly effective, and that's the kind of stuff that burns you out. That's the kind of stuff that makes you feel helpless, makes you feel hopeless, and ultimately, it's gonna make you not want to heal your body or not put the effort into getting healthier because you're gonna feel it's just too hard and it doesn't work anyway. We don't want that. We want you to be on a path to healthy eating that is truly transformational and sustainable. And the five tips I'm gonna be sharing with you today, which I shared on a Facebook Live, are the ones that I truly find are most important when you're just getting started. Now, if you're not following me on social media, what are you waiting for? I go live on Facebook. I share a ton of recipes, tips, nutrition, information, all the good stuff, totally for free, and I'm there for you. So if you reach out to me, ask me a question, make a comment, I'm gonna help you to get better. I'm gonna help you feel better. I'm gonna help you eat better. And ultimately, I wanna see you kicking PCOS to the curb and going about your day like you're the boss of your body, the boss of your health, because that is what you are. You just don't know it quite yet. So go on over to Instagram and Facebook, follow my pages, I'm gonna put them in the show notes below, and make sure that you get in touch with me because I do wanna hear from you so we can get truly connected. Let's go ahead and jump right into the Facebook Live I did recently all about the five simple tweaks you can make to your diet if you're just getting started with healing PCOS everybody how are you happy friday happy new year happy everything i hope you're doing well on this friday afternoon i started the new year feeling a little off i was sick my whole house was sick my son was sick i didn't have the flu but it did feel like i had the flu so it was a little bit of a rough week for me but here i am i'm going live after i haven't been live on my page for a really long time so i'm excited to get back in the swing of things And I see that there are a lot of new people on here. So for those of you who do not know me, if you're not familiar with me, my name is Daphna Chazen. I'm a registered dietitian and I help women lose weight in general, but more specifically, I help women with PCOS and other hormonal issues, reduce cravings, lower their weight, heal some of the symptoms that come along with PCOS, things like acne and hair loss and mood swings and cravings, 
all of those things can be managed with a good diet. So this is what I help women implement. And I'm so excited to be here because today I figured we would start off the new year talking about what to do if you've just been diagnosed with PCOS. So say you just went to the doctor, you just received your diagnosis, and you're kind of unsure what to do. You don't know where to go from here. The doctor probably didn't give you a whole lot of information, and you are at a loss. So maybe you go to social media, or you research on the internet, or you ask friends and family, or other people that you know that have PCOS, but you're getting a lot of different messages, you're getting a lot of different advice, and you're just not sure where to go from here. So what I wanted to talk about today is what are some of the best tips that I can give you, the five tweaks that you could make to your diet that will help you reduce symptoms, lose weight, get on a healthy path to healing your body. It is possible, many of my clients have done it, and it's simpler than you think. So I wanna share with you the top five things that are working right now that I see great success with, with my clients, and I think you should try them. I think you should try to implement these things starting today, they're super easy. Before we get into that, I wanna talk a little bit about, and by the way, let me back up a little bit. If you're not newly diagnosed, if you've had PCOS for 10, 15, or even 20 years, or maybe less than that, and you just haven't gotten around to managing it, you're not sure if what you're doing right now is quite working, you're not seeing the results that you're looking for, this is for you too. So if you're not newly diagnosed, but you are looking to step it up a little bit in the new year, get managing PCOS a little bit better, a little bit more effectively, and really see the results that you're looking for, stick around because I have some great information to share with you today. Now, before we jump into the five things that I think you should be doing and start thinking about right now, I want to tell you something. If you have PCOS, if you've been recently diagnosed, or like I just said, if you've had it for a while, there are a few things that you need to know and that I would encourage you to practice. One of them is being a highly educated patient. And what this means is that if you go to the doctor's office, if you see a practitioner and they gave you the diagnosis of PCOS and you didn't ask many questions, you weren't sure what to say, you didn't even know when to get started and how to get started with asking the right questions, I wanna encourage you to do so. You wanna understand, and I'm gonna give you examples of questions that you could be asking, but I want you to make sure that you're asking things like, what is the cause of my PCOS? How am I gonna be tracking my cycles? How can I track my hormones? What are some of the things I should be looking for? Asking things that will help you understand the condition more is crucial because this is gonna help you manage it a lot more effectively. You're gonna to wanna to know if you're experiencing too much stress and your stress hormone cortisol is really high up. You wanna know that because there's a lot that you can do to reduce it naturally. If you just came off the birth control pill and maybe you're experiencing PCOS that is post birth control pill, you wanna know, you wanna understand what is going on in your body. So be an educated patient and right along with knowing some of the symptoms and causes comes knowing your numbers. Do you know where you are as far as blood pressure? If you're carrying excess weight, maybe you're on the heavier side and you're looking to lose weight, what is your cholesterol level? Triglycerides, blood sugar, insulin, all of those things are really important to understand. You wanna be an educated patient, you wanna know what questions to ask, and if you have some concerns about it, if you're not sure, 
let me know in the comments below. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you sort it out so that you can ask correct, high-quality questions of your practitioner so you can understand your condition better, and ultimately, you're going to be able to manage it a lot better. The other thing that you want to understand is that a lot of people are jumping on diets right now, right? A lot of people are going on the New Year's resolution bandwagon. They're going on keto. They're going on low carb. They're doing all the things. And some of them may, may be seeing results. Some of your coworkers, neighbors, sisters, mothers, whoever around you is seeing results with some sort of a diet right now. But I'm going to encourage you to resist the urge to jump on any type of diet that you see out there because chances are it's going to be short term. It's not going to work as effectively. And gosh, it may even do more harm than good for you if you have PCOS. Most of the traditional diets out there are cutting calories. So if someone's losing weight on Weight Watchers, the cabbage soup diet, the blood type diet, or any other diet, it's likely because they are cutting calories. But with PCOS, cutting calories doesn't work because we have something called insulin resistance that's playing into the condition. So about 90% of women with PCOS deal with insulin resistance. And insulin is going to make it harder for the body to lose weight. And you're definitely not going to be losing weight with insulin resistance if you're just cutting calories. We have to lower insulin first. So I'm telling you all this so that you understand that if you're seeing someone doing something that's working, it may not work for you. You want an approach that's customized, that's tailored to your condition and your needs. That's how you're going to see the best results. So you don't need to go gluten-free. You don't need to go dairy-free. You definitely don't need to go on keto. You want to be educated, you want to be knowledgeable and understand that PCOS has a very specific treatment protocol that works for it. And I'm going to share with you a resource if you stay with me until the end of this video. I'm going to share a resource with you that's going to help you get started in a very effective and sustainable way. So don't go anywhere. And you can also see the link to it below in the description of the post. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, I do have a podcast. If you're watching me on Facebook, I do have a podcast. It's called Slim and Satisfied. And it's a podcast all about weight loss for women with hormonal issues. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, the link is going to be in the show notes. All right. So let's get started with talking about the five diet tweaks that I think you should be making if you've just been diagnosed with PCOS or you're just looking to get started with healthier eating. The first one is probably one you've heard before, and that's all about vegetables. I want you to think about being vegetable forward. And what does this mean? It means that whenever you eat in every single meal throughout your day, you're including vegetables and you're including them in high amounts, okay? So for example, and let me tell you something, I always get the question of what's the best vegetable? What should I be eating? The answer is any vegetable you can get excited about every single day and you're going to be happy to eat every single day that's the best vegetable for you. So there's no right or wrong here as long as you're sticking with non-starchy vegetables. So that's all vegetables with the exception of corn, peas, potatoes, and lima beans and sweet potatoes, right? Those are starches, not vegetables. You're going to do well. So I want you to think about adding vegetables to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And a lot of people have vegetables as a side dish. I want you to make them the main event, vegetables are going to really help you manage PCOS, specifically cruciferous vegetables. So if we are talking about specific types, I want you to think about broccoli and cauliflower and a lot of greens, 
those are the vegetables that are best for PCOS. But if you're not quite there yet, just start with any type of vegetables. Those will do as well. And I want you to make sure that you're getting creative with it. You're adding raw or cooked vegetables to your meals. You're adding salads. You're adding them to your omelets, soups. You're adding them to sauces and dishes. You're making stir fries. You're doing whatever it is that you enjoy eating, but adding more and more vegetables. That's really going to help you, especially if you're looking to lose weight. Okay? The next thing that I want you to do is think about breakfast. Now, some of my clients eat breakfast, some of them do not, but I don't really think breakfast is extremely important in the traditional sense. So you don't have to wake up and eat an egg sandwich or anything like that. What I usually recommend is that you eat something within two hours of waking up. So whenever that may fall for you, that would be okay. Even if it's later in the morning, there's no problem with that. But I do want you to eat breakfast because let me tell you the reason. There are a lot of studies that show that when people have insulin resistance, so women with PCOS likely have insulin resistance, like I said earlier, because 90% do, when they skip breakfast, when women with PCOS skip breakfast and then they eat lunch, maybe at 1, 2, or 3 p.m., whenever that may fall, their insulin levels go even higher after lunch if they've skipped breakfast, meaning there's some sort of a rebound effect where you're skipping breakfast, then you're eating a big lunch, and then insulin shoots up way higher than it would normally go up. And we don't want that because that's only going to make that meal get stored as fat really quickly. So anytime you eat something and insulin is really high, it's going to store all of those calories and foods as fat immediately. We don't want that. So in order to prevent that spike in insulin levels in the afternoon and later in the day, and by the way, if your insulin spikes later in the day, you're more likely to have cravings at night. You're more likely to feel tired. So all of these things are related to insulin. So when you eat breakfast, you're actually preemptively preventing that spike in insulin levels later in the day, and that's going to benefit you long term. Now, what should we eat for breakfast? I usually say the breakfast must contain a protein source. So we just talked about vegetables. I definitely want you to include vegetables in your breakfast if you can. And there are many ways to do that. So you can add them to egg omelets. You can have sliced tomato and cucumbers and peppers with a piece of toast with avocado and add those vegetables in there. Or if you're in a rush, if you're not really someone who likes to prepare a whole lot of stuff um, during the week for breakfast, you can have a smoothie. So you could be making a shake that contains vegetables. You can throw a handful of spinach in there and then your protein source, which is where I started here with breakfast. The breakfast has to have a protein source. That's going to help you stay full. It's going to hold you over until lunch and it's going to help you lose the weight because protein helps burn off fat. So you want to make a smoothie maybe with a protein powder. Like an, I like an egg white based protein powder. Uh, there's one called Simply Egg that's really good. You can use whey if you want to or a plant based protein powder like pea protein is also pretty good. And you want to make sure that it doesn't have a whole lot of additives. So I don't want anything with too many artificial sweeteners or colors or flavors. Just go with straight up protein powder, add some fruit to it, add a handful of spinach or kale to it, and you're good to go. That's a really good breakfast. And you can also assemble it ahead of time. You can assemble it the night before. So having breakfast, something within 90 minutes or two hours of waking up is crucial. 
I just mentioned protein, so let's go with that. That's going to be number three. So just to recap real quick, we talked about having breakfast, and we also talked about making sure that you're adding vegetables. So adding vegetables, adding breakfast, and now we're talking about adding protein. Protein is really important, but here's the thing. You don't want to overdo it because everyone's so crazy with low-carb diets and keto and cutting back on starches. People are eating a lot more protein, and that's not necessarily a good thing. First of all, protein does contain calories, so we're upping the calorie intake sometimes by a lot, and people come in and they say, I eat six or eight ounces of protein and I'm not losing weight. Well, you're probably taking in too much protein. The other thing is too much protein can burden the kidneys, so we don't want that. We want the body to be able to process the food and the protein really easily, so don't burden your kidneys with too much protein. And then number three, we're going back to insulin. Protein does raise insulin. Not the same as carbohydrates, but it does increase insulin, which again is a hormone that is the main driver of PCOS symptoms. So whenever you're experiencing hair growth, hair loss, things like acne, weight gain, especially in the midsection, insulin is probably the culprit in that. So we want to make sure that we're not eating too much protein because protein will also cause a spike in insulin. So about 20 to 30 grams of protein in a meal is perfect. And that's usually equivalent to around four to six ounces if we're talking about things like fish or chicken or beef, okay? And if you're using protein powders, you can look at the label and make sure that it's falling within the 20 to 30 gram range. Or for example, something like egg, usually depending on the size of the egg, will have between seven and 10 grams of protein. So if you're doing two eggs for breakfast and you're using extra large or jumbo eggs, you're probably close to 20 grams for the meal and that's perfect. Other sources, Greek yogurt is a great source as well. I Here's the thing though, with a lot of people come in and ask me, can I use cheese as a protein source? And I'm gonna say no. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say no to that because cheese is super high in fat, especially saturated fat, which is the kind of fat that we wanna limit. And it's just not a good reliable protein source. To get 20 or 30 grams of protein in a meal, you would have to eat a lot of cheese and it wouldn't be conducive to weight loss, okay? So keep that in mind. Use it more as a condiment, not as a protein source. Let's move on to number four, which is prioritizing high fiber carbs. So very important. Let me tell you something. And you're going to love me for this. You do not need to cut carbs to lose weight with PCOS, okay? You do not need to go on keto. You do not need to give up bread, pasta, heck, even cake. You do not have to give all of these things up in order to lose weight with PCOS. What you do need to be doing is make sure that you are prioritizing high fiber carbohydrates most of the time. Things that are high in fiber are going to be things like oatmeal, sweet potatoes, grains like quinoa or or bulgur wheat. If you're not familiar with bulgur wheat, go check it out. It's in every store. It's a great substitute for rice, very high in fiber. Other things that are high in fiber are, of course, our vegetables, okay? So things like artichokes and cruciferous vegetables. Those are the carbohydrates you want to have more of. And of course, we have fruit, some fruits high in fiber as well, like berries, pears, citrus, apples. So there are plenty of options that you could choose from, but I want you to make sure that at every meal, you're including that high fiber carbohydrate. So again, if it's oatmeal for breakfast, if you're having sprouted bread with a sandwich, making a sandwich out of sprouted bread for lunch, 
That's a great high fiber carb and you can have a sweet potato at night. Just a quick example, that would be a really great day. So make sure that you're looking out for fiber, you're choosing the foods that have a lot of fiber and that you're including them in every single meal. Fiber is really gonna help you feel satiated because it works like a sponge in the gut. So anytime we eat fiber, the body pulls a lot of water into the digestive tract, the fiber swells up, it makes us feel full. Of course, it also makes us go to the bathroom, which everyone knows about fiber, but that's not the only benefit. It keeps us full, it takes longer to chew, it's gonna manage our blood sugar, and it's gonna lower cholesterol. So fiber is really magical for PCOS and for weight loss in general. So make sure that you're prioritizing that and adding more fiber pretty much every single meal. All right, and we're wrapping up with the fifth change that I want you to make, change number five, and that is adding PCOS superfoods. PCOS superfoods are foods that were scientifically proven to help reduce PCOS symptoms, and they generally fall into three categories. Number one is anti-inflammatory things, so things that help reduce inflammation, which you've probably heard about. It's a big buzzword now in the wellness field, so reducing inflammation is very important. The second one is liver detoxifying. So when we're talking about hormones, when we're talking about balancing hormones, we're always talking about the liver because the liver is the one organ that really helps detoxify our body and remove hormones and any byproducts of hormone metabolism that we don't want. These are toxins. So we want to eliminate that. So we need to love up on the liver. We need to show our liver some support so it can work the best it can. And then the last thing is gut healing foods, foods that help with our digestive system because we now know that the gut is a very important organ in determining everything that goes on in the body. So if you don't have the right bacteria in your gut, you may be more prone to eating sweets, you may be more prone to weight gain, you may have more cravings, you may be more depressed and have more anxiety and we see that a lot in women with PCOS. So make sure that you're incorporating foods in all three of these categories and I'm gonna give you examples right now. As far as anti-inflammatory foods, we're typically talking about things that have good fats, like omega-3 fats from fish or walnuts. Those are both wonderful anti-inflammatory foods. The other thing that you may look for is foods that contain antioxidants, things like berries, and we're going back to cruciferous vegetables, right? Those are the broccoli and cauliflower. Those are all amazing foods that contain a ton of antioxidants. And they're also helpful with the liver, which is the next category, liver detoxifying. You also can include things like flax seeds, okay? These are all very important foods that are superfoods for PCOS. They're gonna help reduce inflammation. They're gonna support your liver. And then with the gut, we're talking about fermented foods. So we're talking about foods like sauerkraut or kimchi. If you're familiar with that, it's the Korean cabbage condiment that's been fermented. So it contains a lot of good bacteria. And then other things that contain good bacteria, good probiotics are kefir, which is a fermented yogurt beverage. Just make sure it doesn't contain a whole lot of sugar. Greek yogurt, and then things like tofu and tempeh are fermented soy products, and they contain a ton of probiotics as well. So all of these foods are considered PCOS superfoods. And by the way, I have all of this summarized in a guide that I created. It's called the PCOS Proof 
kitchen guide where I give you details about how to get started with the habits that I talked about today, how to set up your kitchen so that it's ready for healthy cooking for PCOS. And then I have the 10 superfoods that you want to add most days. So I'm not going to say you're going to be able to add all 10 foods every single day. That's ambitious. Maybe you'll be there in a couple months. But if you're just getting started, go grab that guide. It's at DaphnaChazen.com forward slash PCOS plan. And I put the link below because it's going to list everything that you want to eat every single day. It's going to give you all the PCOS superfoods. It's going to show you how to set up your kitchen for success. And as a bonus, I have a four day meal plan in there with amazing recipes and a lot of great suggestions on what kind of foods to prepare so that you can start the new year off with a bang. You can get your health goals right on track, lose the weight, reduce cravings, and do all the things that your body needs for you to do in order to feel better. So go check that out. It's DaphnaChazen.com forward slash PCOS plan. And if you have any questions, list them below. Send me a message. You can send me a direct message or you can ask your questions in the comments below and I'll be sure to go back later and answer them. All right. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the weekend and I'll see you again soon. I'm going to be live here every single week. So make sure to come back next Friday, probably around 1 p.m. I'm going to be here live with another topic to help you get your health on the right track in the new year. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.